You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi everyone. Sometimes all you have left are your employment rights when those responsible for a duty of care towards you seem to have abandoned you to your own fate. Don't be frightened to use those rights. This week we want to talk about the extraordinarily thorny subject of ghost jobs something which has seen an equally extraordinary rise since we came out of lockdown. So what is a ghost job? A ghost job is a job posted by an employer which the employer may or may not fill with a successful applicant without telling the applicant. To illustrate the point, we're going to share a story with you. Picture the scene. You go to the job centre and you see an advert for a job which looks like a fantastic opportunity. You take down the details of the job and you contact the HR department of the company. What happens next is that you are treated like any other applicant. You're invited to a first stage interview. You're given a health test and a health check. You're also given a drugs test and you're given a date to come back for a second stage interview if you pass the first stage. The date for the interview comes up. You've passed the first stage. So you pop along to the company and you interview for the job formally. A couple of days later, you are told that you have been successful at interview and you are given a start date to start your job. So, like any other normal employee, you give a month's notice at your current job, excited to start a new career with a big, reputable company. But that start date never comes. Instead, What happens is that after you leave your steady job, having worked your notice, you then turn up at your new job, only to be told that you cannot start that day because all your information and checks have not come back. You find this surprising and ask what information the company is waiting for. And you're told that your police check and your references have not arrived, which you find strange because your police check was provided at your first interview two months earlier as part of the documents you were asked to provide and the details of your referees are on your CV. You wonder why it's taking so long for the company to obtain the information, but this is a big, reputable company, so you don't think anything is wrong. You agree to return home and come back in a month's time, after which you expect to start your job. Now remember, you've already left your permanent job and now you're spending your holiday pay because you have no wages coming in. A further month goes by and you return to the company in a shirt and tie and you're smartly dressed, ready to start work only to be told when you arrive that your police check is now out of date 
and must be renewed, which will take a further month. You find the whole thing really strange, but this is a reputable company and a major employer in the UK. They wouldn't be doing anything dodgy, would they? You've now been without work and pay for two months, but you agree to go away and come back in a month's time because it's a great job and a great opportunity. A further month goes by and you return to the company expecting to start work. For you, things are getting really financially tight at home and you have distant memories of the permanent job you had and the job which you held for the last four years, which provided for your family and which you gave up three months ago to start working for this well-known, reputable company. So you rock up to the company door a month later believing that today's the day you will get your uniform, begin the job you were successful at achieving three months ago and start that new chapter in your life. Except when you get to the company, you and a handful of other people who you recognise from the last two and three times you've been backwards and forwards to the company You are all told there is a problem with your paperwork and you are told that you need to go away and come back in a month's time. By now, you're starting to get nervous, but you have put all your eggs into the one basket of this job. So what can you do? You can't go back. You left that job. So you continue to wait. Can you believe that you will go on to repeat this exercise for a further five months, totaling eight months altogether without pay and without a job, with you sat waiting to start the job you were successful in getting? And each time you are asked to come back to the company, you are given another story and the numbers in your group who are experiencing this get less and less until you and another person are the only people left who continue to go away and return month after month without ever starting your job. Now, if this all sounds far-fetched, we assure you, It's not. We were contacted by two people independently of each other to whom this happened. And in listening to their stories, both were moving into their 13th month. That's a whole year of waiting to start their jobs, having had no wages for a whole year and being unable to find a job at the similar level of pay to the job that they left. And now both are coming to terms with the reality that they have been had, that what in fact they applied for were ghost jobs. Ghost jobs, as we stated earlier, are jobs which employers recruit for but have no intention of actually appointing anyone to some or all of the jobs. Some of these ghost jobs are the kinds of jobs which employers will leave on the job centre notice boards and will recruit people to those jobs and treat applicants as if They have been successful in getting those jobs after interviewing for those jobs. 
But in actual fact, what is happening is that this whole process is a way to surreptitiously test applicants in ways applicants may not even know they are being tested, with the sole purpose of picking whom the company believe are the best people they want and putting those people through to real start dates. The other reason companies post ghost jobs is that it allows the company to recruit according to the financial purse strings of the company. So, for example, at the start of the recruitment process, a company may have enough resources to recruit 10 workers and they find 10 successful applicants. The whole process might take two months, by which time the number of posts which are available to be filled may have dropped to, say, six. But remember, the company have issued successful letters to 10 people. So how do you get from 10 to 6? How do you get 10 people whom the company have told have been successful and now have successful letters to start jobs? How do you get that to fit into the six jobs which are the only jobs available? Well, what happens next is a process of game playing intended to wear down the applicants using frustration tactics so that applicants themselves decide to walk away from jobs they have been successful in getting and in so doing, in most cases, relieve the company of any liability for having appointed them to ghost jobs. Because remember, appointing people to jobs will have cost people their livelihoods. Some people will have left permanent jobs with years of tenure, which entitled them to full employment rights. And they will have left those jobs with letters confirming that they're starting new jobs. So that ends up being a loss of pay a loss of holiday entitlement, a loss of pension payments and a loss of tenure towards their two years full employment rights target. This is a very serious matter which we'll return to in the next episode where we'll look at what you can do if you find yourself being appointed to a ghost job. And that's it for this week. Remember, in next week's episode, we'll continue this story and we'll look at the rights you have to challenge this treatment and what actions you can take to seek redress. Remember, you can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And if you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying or abuse, which you may be suffering at work, or any other kind of employment rights concern you may have, you can email us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com or alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations page using the consultations link, which is also in the show notes. And that will help you to set up an appointment with one of our employment rights advisors. Finally, you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your family, friends and colleagues and by leaving us a review on iTunes or a rating on Spotify if you enjoy what we do. The further we can push the message from our podcasts, 
the more people we will be able to help. Until next week, have the best employment rights week that you can. Bye for now.